High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, pornographers new and old, geniuses from Cambodia, hardworking seniors ready to take that next step, and of course, the girl who moved in just next door. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez. And the party's at my place this evening. But first, school, your sophomore year, is still in session. And we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results. How did you like our episode last week on the gore cut of Tammy and the T-Rex? Pretty good, right? I love having Kara on. I love having Jenny on. Hopefully we can get them back here again for something fun. That's my real hope. And let's just say you didn't happen to check out last week's episode, meaning you didn't do your homework. Or you didn't listen to the original episode on Tammy and the T-Rex. Well, you're in luck. It's not like the episodes expire. I'll give you a little bit of a pass. You can check out all our past episodes where you're listening to us right now, whether that be Google Play, whether that be Stitcher, whether that be Spotify, or whether that be Apple Podcasts. And of course, our archive is located at our home, our proud home. That's cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. And while you're there on whatever place you're listening to us today, why don't you do the high school slumber party team a favor, which is really just me, but (laughs) the team a favor. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. The people over at the Cage Club Podcast Network, Joey Lewandowski in particular, are very instrumental in the back-end stuff. So I'm not a team of one. However, you could thank me, you could thank Joey, you could thank everyone involved in this podcast by simply hitting that subscribe button Or how about leaving us a five-star review, or writing us a review, I should say, just making it known that High School Slumber Party is the place to be. And of course, the best way you can help out High School Slumber Party is by telling a friend about all the magic and love that happens here every Friday. Of course, all that stuff, you know, because you're a good student, That wasn't this week's homework assignment. This week's homework assignment was to watch a film called The Girl Next Door from 2004. Hope you watched it. This episode is going to be really, really fun. My good friend Wesley Vina is back. And, you know, spoiler alert, 
We have a good time talking about this movie. This movie has no business having this much heart. Trust me, this should be just a raunchy early 2000s sex comedy. But I don't know, it covers so many themes like morality, honesty, respect, loyalty. I feel like John Cena. But you know what I mean. It's just like a surprise. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. Come on, guys. You know the drill by now. And by the way, when I say it's a surprise, it's not that I haven't seen this movie before. I just hadn't seen it in a while. And this is what I love about this podcast. You and I can rewatch films that we'd seen many years ago, sometimes when we were teenagers ourselves, and assess them with a modern lens. And sometimes we get some pleasant surprises. But I'm not going to spoil it any further. Some other quick homework assignments, though. As mentioned previously, I just guest starred on Too Fast, Too Forever for their Hobbs and Shaw episode with the aforementioned Caragol O'Regan, with the aforementioned Joey Lewandowski, and of course the other host of that show, Joe Two, who's been on this podcast as well, and I had a blast talking Hobbs and Shaw. Check it out where you're listening to this podcast right now. Just put Too Fast, Too Forever. Just search that, Google it. Type it anywhere, you'll find it. It's a great show, and oh my god, like I said, I had so much fun talking about it. You definitely want to check that out. I'm making that mandatory homework as well. And I guess that's it for all your assignments for the weekend. So you know what that means. Pack your favorite jammies. Tell your mother you're sleeping over Brian's. Because we're about to get our party on. I leave you with a song that has a lot of heart. David Gray's this year's love. Class dismissed. Freeborn. <laughs> okay, good. No matter what it is, you're fine with it. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> good to I'm know. Not, I'm not porn fluid. Is that a thing? <laughs> well, if you're out there, guys, and you're into porn, send Wes every kind of porn yes. you can imagine and see. Please. Free. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> My other question, is the juice worth the squeeze? Depends what you're juicing. Well, today we're talking about The Girl Next Door from 2004. There's a lot of films that are called this. Like, if you Google it, there's sure. like a horror film, and there's films... Because it's like a very common phrase. Yeah. Girl Next Door. Before we get into the film, before we get into any of that, don't want to forget about this, please introduce yourself in the classic high school slumber party model. My name is Wesley Vina. I graduated from Northern Valley Regional High School. Our mascot was the Golden Knights, and the year was 2005. 2005. Good year. And again... We were classmates, so yes. this is a uh, you know 
nice little episode where we get to not that we have a reunion we know each other and talk but yes. you know what I mean yeah yeah <laughs> so, so reminisce on the old days reminisce so you were on <laughs> <laughs> so you've been on this podcast before it's been a while though mm-hmm. and this film well you were on Superbad with the foodie films man himself yes. Kyle Reinfried Kyle Reinfried yes <laughs> another person we went to high school with the man whose mom bakes cookies at 2 a.m. 11.30 midnight, but yeah. <laughs> Regardless, guess. But, and that Superbad was popular from the jump. You know, it was popular Absolutely. from day one. Yeah. The first film you were on on this podcast, Ghost World, I feel like has become a cult classic. Like, yeah. maybe not everyone has seen it, but people who have seen it was like, wow, this is a really good movie. Yeah, definitely. And I think we're on another cult classic episode today i think it's fair to say oddly enough yeah because okay the girl next door when i posted about it on like facebook and Mm -hmm. twitter people were responding people were like oh awesome and like memes and stuff and i got some text messages like oh you're doing the girl next door it's so cool and i was kind of surprised i'm not gonna lie i was like not that i don't like this film or anything like that but i have not seen it since maybe it came out sure so when I heard that, I'm like, oh, it's like kind of one of these things where you don't know what cult classics are till you kind of like put it out yeah. there. Yeah, and I think maybe it's related to the fact that there was high school teen movie fatigue by that point because we just oh, came out absolutely. of the late 90s with all absolutely. the American Pies and all those other things. So it kind of maybe was just on the tail end of that and people were just done with that shit at that point. So I think we'll talk about this, but I had lower expectations of this film. Mm then maybe I should have. Um, you, you mentioned American Pie, and that's obviously your like typical teenage sex romp. Sure. And I kind of was like, I think this film is that. Mm-hmm. But it's a little bit different to that. When I asked you, hey, Wes, I want you to back on, is one of the films that you said you wanted to talk about again. Yes. Why did you want to talk about it? And do you remember the first time you ever actually watched this film? Sure. Um, so I want to talk about it because I think it's a good movie. I like it. And I do remember the first time I watched it. It was actually after high school. It was freshman year of... Uh, college i was seeing some girl off and on she actually didn't go to my college i met her at a this is a ska concert <laughs> of course Who? um say ferris uh i think it was i think it was the toasters i don't even know how i ended up there or why i went because i didn't even like the band the toasters that's what they, i think they were like a uh like they're pretty like popular underground or i guess well known in the ska community like <laughs> a less than jake or a like <laughs> Less than Jake, yeah. Yeah, like Save Ferris or whatever that shit. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I hung out mainly in the, not in the concert hall, like in like the lobby areas because I was a weirdo. And I just met this girl and we became friends and we started kind of dating. And then one time she took me back to her apartment, which is in her mom's house. Um, <laughs> but she had her own apartment in her mom's house? No, it was an apartment, and she lived with her mom. I don't even know why I'm explaining that. I'm complicating the thing. You're making it cooler. I, I, but I'm not, though. We're both fucking... She was actually younger. I was 18. I think she... No, she was definitely 18. Um, I was going to say, don't incriminate yourself. No, no, no. I think she was. She was 17 or 18. Whatever. We were like the same age. Um, yeah, it was a Jerry Lee uh, Lewis situation. <laughs> you um, yeah. I, Like, when I think about my friends... No, I was like, Wes is like the Jerry Lee Lewis of our friends. Like, we were like, you know, like, one of us is Elvis, one of us is like Johnny Cash. Which, who's Elvis? And <laughs> Kyle. He uh, wishes, yeah. <laughs> Kyle's more like the colonel, not like Elvis. <laughs> I, I don't think our friends translate to the... Uh, the old like, country Memphis, rock music yeah, legends, like the yeah. Old Memphis set, yeah, I know, like, yeah. You know, the I'm Sun Waylon, Records, I'm Waylon Jennings. <laughs> yes, you are. I was a highway man. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Yes. So, 
you know, you were with this girl and she, whatever, she, she, she's like, oh, you haven't seen this movie? You gotta watch it. It's great. Um, and then we were watching it and at the time I was just like a nervous weirdo and I think she put it on to try to get me in the mood because she started nice. like touching me, but I was just too much of a weirdo. I just kept watching the movie because I was enjoying it. Was it was like nervous Netflix and chill before Netflix and chill. It was, yeah. You it was, get the memo. No, I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I was just watching the movie. I, enjoy, I was enjoying the movie. I remember uh, one time... Kyle, you know, our mutual friend. Unfortunately. Films. <laughs> I'm films just kidding. Man. I love Kyle sometimes. <laughs> Him and I went to a movie, and it was, I forgot the movie, but it was like a very indie kind of film. Okay. And we were both single at the time, mm. and it was in the Palisades Movie Theater. This was like, you know, in our 20s. Was it the Pacificer? No, it wasn't the Pacificer. Inside joke there. <laughs> I'll explain it to you guys. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just the pacifier, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so we uh, we went to this movie and it was just literally us. Yeah. And these two girls hmm. in the entire theater. Sure. And these two girls were like, oh, we're like, oh, this is funny. We cracked a joke. Like it's just us in the theater. Like, oh, you mind if we sit next to you? We're like, sure. And that was the last time we talked. <laughs> Because we were like, I just really want to watch the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, you didn't like, even you catch know, on to the it. Movie, parted ways, and that was it. Yeah, but you could have been like, after the movie, like, oh, did you like it? You want to like grab coffee, talk about yeah, it, or nope. hang out? We nope. Like, right. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even say bye. We of course right. not. <laughs> <laughs> You're so blue. Sorry, just reminded me of that. Um, but you know, that's not that crazy for. But like, that relates to my situation. How like we were just sort of like obtuse to the fact that women wanted to talk to us exactly and i was gonna mention in high school like that was i don't want to say that was your thing yeah yeah that happened a lot with you so i think our crew if you will like the guys who hung out with each other and i don't mean to say this to sound like hipster or anything everyone we knew we're friends because we didn't care about being cool. And that's not saying we were like nerds or anything. No, and it also wasn't, we weren't trying to be counterculture in any way or trying to be outside of the norm or weird. Right? No. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, no. Like, it we just happened that like, way. We didn't like, we weren't like in the rat race to be like the coolest people at the school. We were no. Just, like, we just wanted to do our thing. Yeah. And it's not even like we were all like into the same stuff. We were, no. but it, you know what I mean. It's we not were like, and we weren't. We weren't. Yeah, it's not like we were like gamers or something. And I don't think he listens to my show anyway. But the foodie films man himself, Kyle Reinfried. No, yeah. I think he was the one exception. He's busy eating a cannoli or something. <laughs> <laughs> but he was um, not that he was like striving to be cool, but he definitely like was more like. I even if he didn't admit it, he wanted to be accepted by Yeah, everyone. and he was accepted by us, and he was happy. I'm not saying like he wasn't. No, yeah. I mean, that's one of my regrets in life, but yeah, we did accept him. <laughs> I don't know why it's turned into a Kyle bash. I do love no, Kyle. Is, no, no, you're kidding. Yeah, everyone knows I love kidding. Kyle. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. No, it's, it's, it's not that. But the point is, like, most of our group was like that. But I bring it up because this movie kind of reminded me, your conversation especially reminds me, there was a couple times when there was... Girls in high school, women, if you will, young sure. young ladies. Yeah. So I don't know if you're going to remember this specific person, but maybe when I say the story. Yeah, yeah, know. let me hear the details. Um, but there was a girl, very popular girl. She was either like a cheerleader on the dance team. Very okay. pretty girl. At least, you know, well, she is still now, you know, she's still pretty now. Because she did dance it. volleyball too, I think. Yes, I know who yes. you're talking about. Okay, yes. we know, don't say the name. But. I won't. <laughs> Not that she would care but, or know. <laughs> no, if she did care, it'd be kind of funny. I kind of felt like saying it. That'd be awesome. Yes, no. she'd be like, "I still think about you." I'd be like, "Okay, I fucked up. Let's do this." <laughs> okay, so you definitely know who I'm talking about. Yes, and you know you were into the music scene. Mm-hmm. Still are, still are. I'm not saying you're not. Yeah, yeah. But 
You had a band in high school, mm-hmm. Those Who Hung Heroes. Yes, yes. Car yes. Struck Midnight. Oh, jeez. That's <laughs> the one song I didn't write. Yes. <laughs> no, no, you had a band. What would you call the genre of your high school band? There's no doubt we're emo, hardcore, New Jersey, VFW scene. Right after, like, Saves the Day, it was still a big scene. Like, <laughs> it was the thing to do back in the day. But if I asked you at the time, hey, is this an emo band? You would be like, fuck that, no? I would have been in denial and said no. <laughs> Good uh, times. Madison. Madison, yeah. It was another uh, band Early band. Rising. That's who we, that was like our sister band. And that was, uh, was the one we like, oh God. Did we tell this story? John Connor? Did we tell the John Connor story ever? I don't know. I don't know, but we have to I don't tell think story. we... Sorry, guys, we're going on a tangent, but I, ha- I got to say this story. Okay. So, one time, I don't know why, there was... Some there was a talent. They were gonna do like the fir- like a, some sort of like it wasn't even a talent show it really. Like Battle it was like of a the band. Battle of the Bands arts thing. <laughs> so you, me, and Kyle for some reason yes decided to. I think we did say this, but whatever. Not did we? Ever an episode? I don't know. Cause I, I don't know. I don't know because it doesn't matter. Doesn't it's not like anybody's gonna be like, oh, skip this. Cause I heard <laughs> this Regardless, get to the movie. That's a listener, not me. <laughs> probably, probably. Regardless, you, me, and Kyle like decided to fuck around and sign up for Battle of the Bands. You were yes. actually, oh, Kyle was musical too. I guess he was the drum major uh. or whatever. <laughs> okay, Kyle is a drummer. You yes. actually Drummer's had a high school band, yeah. And I didn't have anything related to that. But we're like, no. let's just sign up for Battle of the Bands. Yes. Why not? So we did for some reason. Sure. We went to like the meetings and stuff too, which is like I don't think I ever did, but you were all in on it. You were like a member and the promoter and the manager of this funny. fake band. Yeah, it was, yes. it was just funny. <laughs> oh, no, of course, it was great. I enjoyed it, and we were the Soho Love Triangle. Yes, the Soho Love I Triangle. I made a GeoCities <laughs> website. <laughs> you know, which like existed, I think maybe up until like seven years ago. Or yeah, no, I looked for at a while. it. Yeah. College, it was still there. Remember, yes. Like after college, it was yeah, still yeah, there. Yeah. We were the Soho Love Triangle. What a weird name. And you use yes, whatever. I use Microsoft Paint to make a logo. And the demo you submitted was from one of the bands that were part of yes. the scene. My band was John in. Connor. John Connor. Yes. So yeah, I, I used to go to a lot of your shows and yeah, went to the merch stand and you know picked up a random like sure. demo whatever. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you need to like show a sampling. And I just submitted that. Like, I don't know what I was thinking would happen. Yeah, but we were never going to do it, obviously. No, obviously not. Like, <laughs> and people and, were excited in the school, weren't yeah, they? Oh, my God. Like, you guys are playing. This is going to be cool. Yeah, they made us the headliner <laughs> of this event. And again, we never, like, played together. I don't even play an instrument. No, and there was no music. There was nothing. <laughs> so they made us the headliner, and we dropped out only because you had a, a gig like i had an actual show yeah, with a real band show that <laughs> night so we were not able to that's play. actually a perfect excuse at least it is a great excuse yeah we were not remember eco to... i think eco was excited i feel like oh, she was yeah. involved she, yeah, she, yeah she was like that was another female uh caller i had that i just completely <laughs> ignored we said the name but whatever she definitely doesn't listen no but she's probably she back. pretty too she was i fuck i was a loser i fucked up <laughs> A lot of pretty girls yes. liked you, and you people, just, if they had a time machine, they'd be like, oh, "I'm gonna go back and like, yeah, know, but, get the sports almanac or whatever." Yeah. Like back to the future. <laughs> me, I would go back and fuck all the girls that wanted to fuck me in high school, and I was too nervous. But to not fuck. as not as a thirty. Not as a thirty, plus, as my eighteen year old. Yeah, self. as eighteen year old self. Seventeen, yeah, even younger. We were sixteen. Yeah, at that time we were like sixteen, so maybe sixteen, yeah. seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And they 18. probably didn't even want to fuck. They probably just wanted to make out. But I meant no, f- did. Ooh. Oh shit. <laughs> whatever. I'm leaving it. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, you gotta. That's the one thing. Like, if you're gonna mention your name, it can't be in that sentence. <laughs> I'll bleep it out. <laughs> we'll bleep that name. Bleep it out. <laughs> Regardless. So, this one girl really liked you to the point 
<laughs> Again, she was a popular girl. She dressed like in the typical fashion of the day. Aeropostale. Abercrombie. American Eagle. American yeah. Eagle. Remember the story that came after Abercrombie? It was like a darker version. Oh, it didn't do well, right? Because I don't think it lasted. So I remember like Hollister Wright. Like it had a Porsche on the front. I still remember the smell of like Hollister cologne. Totally, and, yeah. Like, Hollister like, perfume. And yeah, yeah. Very surfery. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I went to like PacSun. It was big in the day because Blink was big and that's where you get like Hurley stuff or I think PacSun was more legit than these other stores I'm mentioning. It, back then it was it was cool. but it was still in a mall like Hot Topic and... of course yeah yeah in the end it was a, it was a mall store <laughs> and the mall was like the scene where you got everything anyway, 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 anyway. I digress yeah. so this one girl who shall re- remain nameless was like one of the prettiest most popular girls in school yeah like the typical pretty blonde yes. high school girl she got into you and whew, she would go to your shows and started to dress like all quote unquote punk Yes. Because she thought that's what you were into. Yeah. She went with, I remember she went with her other friend at one of the shows. Because you, you used to play the circuit, right? You used to play like Ordell Knights of Columbus. Yes. VFW Hall. Yeah. Old North Church in Dumont. Totally. Like we used to just do the scene. Yes, the Jersey emo hardcore punk scene. Absolutely. And we also <laughs> branched out though. We did CBGBs and all that. CBGB, awesome. You know, it's a shoe store now, but. Yeah, I, I just I can't even walk past it. It's depressing. <laughs> it's so different. It's so different. Regardless. It was still bad down there. Yeah. The Lori said was bad still. There was the homeless guy. I forget his name. <laughs> it was and a he'd fuck with all the uh, Jersey suburb kids that would come to see us. It was it's good hilarious. stuff. <laughs> no, but this girl, like, she started wearing, like, like armbands and dressing Yeah, like black. the uh, studded, studded uh, belts. Like yeah, that studded kind of shit. belts. Yeah, yes. like the wallet chain. Yeah, she was she was going all in. She was just trying to court me, and I was just an idiot. <laughs> and she was like, rock on. That was yeah, an yeah, awesome yeah. show, dude. <laughs> it was so obvious and so on point, but, like, at the... At the same time, I remember thinking, I'm like, why wouldn't you yeah, I don't know. date her? Because she's a very pretty lady. I'm an idiot. Uh, I remember, now that we're talking about it, I remember that you said she looked like Simba, and that bothered you? She looked like the girl that liked Simba. Oh, Nala. Is that her name? Nala, yeah. But like, in retrospect, what an idiot. <laughs> I think it had to do with the fact that she was trying to change herself for me. I think that annoyed me. I get it now, as an yeah. adult. But when you're a kid... <laughs> Like at the time, like, who cares? Yes. That's great. The popular girl wants to change herself for you? Yep. <laughs> it's usually the other way, right? Like, the nerd has to turn into the popular person. Yeah. And that's kind of why I brought up, like, the way we were back in the day. Like, again, we're not nonconformist in a cool way. No, not at we all. Just like, just... We just liked different things than people. And it wasn't even Maybe alternative we... things. It was just weird. No. It was a weird sense of humor. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, weird sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, like weird to, shit. We used to talk about like fucking, talking heads and talk, like, yeah, yeah. And even like we liked Queer Eye a lot, and we <laughs> changed the the background in the library, all the computers to the different members of Queer. Yeah, that's the original Queer Eye guys. Yes, at home, I, like I, I won't. I won't even watch this new one. It's blasphemy. <laughs> if there's no Carson Cressley, I'm out. Can you name all the five Queer Eye guys? I really, I think Carson is the only one I know. Carson, let's see, Kyan. Kyan, okay. <sighs> yeah, there you go. Jay, Carson, Kyan, Jay, God. Guys out there, if you could name the other two yes. guys. <laughs> I'd have no idea. I could say anything. Steve, Ryan, I yeah. don't know. Uh, I'll look it up. But again, we're here to talk about 2004's The Girl Next Door. I watched this movie way back when. I haven't seen it since uh, when did it come out. Like we, we were in high school, but maybe right after. Maybe. No, I think it was technically I 2004. Think 2004. Yeah, we yeah. were in high so school. We were in high school, yeah. So yeah. I don't know if I saw it in high school. I think I might yeah. have saw it in college. But I watched it. For one basic reason. One, it has like a very iconic, in my mind, like 
poster slash DVD cover. Yeah, like on like you could, I could see it like on the blockbuster wall, new release, and it's yeah. just all her. It's all her. And like the way that I remember the cover almost like covers part of her body, maybe I don't know. It's like her body, and there's like a little window of him. Yeah. Of okay. Her, like no sure. one's noticing that. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's a pretty lady. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> she's a very pretty lady, and that's why I watched it. And I didn't have honestly high expectations for this film this time around. I don't know. I thought it was just going to be like you said, like an American Pie kind sure, of thing, like a cliche teen. But you know, I kind of enjoyed this. So before we get into like really diving into scenes and your favorite moments and what you enjoyed about this film, every week I read the back of the DVD or VHS and whatever it is. Sure. So here goes. Eighteen-year-old Matthew Ridman is a straight. Wait. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there should be a comma here, but not. Yes, he is straight, but is a straight A, straight A overachiever who has never really lived life until he falls for the girl next door, the beautiful, sexy, and seemingly innocent Danielle. They quickly fall in love, and everything seems perfect. But when Matthew and his sex-mad pals, Eli and Klitz, oh yeah, Klitz, I forgot. Eli yes. Klitz discover the perfect girl next door is actually a porn star. Their sheltered existence begins to spin out of control. <laughs> Can I make a comment about Klitz real quick? Yes. I was watching it and thinking, it's so stupid. Why would his name be Klitz? And then we had a friend who was Tits. Teets. <laughs> teets. So it's not that outrageous that this kid, that he was Klitz and then he called him Klitz. Because no, we had a Teets. Yeah, Tommy we had a Teets. Went to school with us. Yes. Friend with us. Yeah. His name was Tommy Teets. Like, names like this exist. So. Yeah, so it's it's not even outrageous to have that name. No, and again, it's worth it for, like, the punchline later of course. in this film. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so one thing I'll say before we get into this. This film, I think... It didn't do that well in the theater, and I think it got shit on a lot because a lot of people compared it to Risky Business. Sure. Have you seen Risky Business? Yes. Um, and I watched this, and I was kind of, ex- especially this watch, I was kind of expecting Risky Business, more Risky Business stuff, because to be honest with you, when I first saw this film, I hadn't seen Risky Business yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I don't think I had either. Yeah, like, I don't think this film, I get it. It has similarities. Yeah, like the female in the sex industry. The creepy guy who controls the female yeah. in the sex industry. and it's in high school. And right? it's in high school. I think those are, like, three main Yeah, but it's not, like, connections. Cr- not crazy to an extent. Like, it's, no. it's not a remake. No, not at all. So, I wanted to read a little bit more about it. And apparently, when this film was first concepted, they were like, let's reboot Risky Business. But once they got to writing... Interesting. They were like, oh, let's just do our own story because we've kind of, like, crafted our own And I guess that it's even before the reboots were a thing, really. Really, yeah. Yeah, and all. I mean, people say that, but I was talking about this with someone recently. Like, reboots also became a thing in the '90s, and we just didn't realize because there was like a Brady Bunch movie. Sure, they would do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, the uh, Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> but like, they'd reboot it, but it was almost in like a campy way. Yeah, it was a campy parody. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. ever like let's start this for a new. Yeah, generation. like let's redo this. Even yeah. the Flintstones, right? Like, yeah, everything. I like the Brady Bunch movie isn't bad. I like the Brady it's Bunch funny. Movie. It's I'm gonna weird. cover that on this podcast. The you first should. One's, First one's more of a high school film. The second one, they go to like Hawaii. The oh one, yeah, with great. the uh, it's hilarious. X or too. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, those honestly, movies are good. I do actually like those movies. I saw that. I saw both those movies with my mom and my sister in Bergenfield movie theater. I don't know why I remember. That. <laughs> but the Brady Bunch like got popular again when we were young. Yeah, I guess so. Nick because it was like our parents' nostalgia at that point. Exactly. So nostalgia has always existed. So yeah, like, Whoa, we're in a nostalgia era. I get that. But I am sick of like the ring. So like I'm on both sides of this fence here. You know. 
It's different in the sense that I feel like there was, even back then, there was, I don't know why we're going on this tangent, there was still a number of original films that outweighed the amount of rebooted films. Yeah, and now, now it's, like, it's like... The entire season's like, I'm not even joking, 90% of it is either reboot Reboot or, or giant franchise, or yeah. even TV now is reboots of movies into a TV show. Yeah, So it's just, know. yeah, whatever. Like, anyway, Girl Next So Day. this is like, it should have been a reboot, but it's not. And I think if you see it as something related to risky business, mm-hmm. you're going to be, like, disappointed, maybe. But, like, sure. Forget that. Like, forget the risky business part. This is a really interesting, interesting film, and it's more serious than I thought. It's less American Pie. Yeah. Yeah, you, you see boobs. Okay, you do. Sure. But it's not, like, in that kind of random American Pie way. Yeah, like, oh, tits. <laughs> <laughs> so this director, his name is Luke Greenfield. He hasn't... He didn't do much, and he hasn't done much since. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything else by him. Um, he did a film I know you actually really like. What is it? The Animal with Rob Schneider. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it. <laughs> it's not because I don't like Rob Schneider. I just don't think I've seen it. The co-star was like someone off Survivor. I can't remember. Oh shit! Yes, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, the most, most recent like big film was Let's Be Cops. I never heard of it. Which I saw the trailer. I thought it was gonna be funny, but apparently it was not great. Who's in it? Um, like a couple people from New Girl. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, regardless, I think he did a really good job here. Someone did a really good job here. Sure. Maybe it was the casting director because this cast is kind of ahead of its time. Totally. I don't. I mean, who's I'm trying to think of who's in it that was already like established and big? A couple people are, but not huge, right? Like, there's no like a lister. Sure. Let's start with like you know Matthew, who we mentioned before, Emil Hirsch, who was actually underage when he did this like we talk about this a lot in these films how they, sometimes they cast like 25 year olds to be like yeah, yeah. he was 17 when he shot this. okay yeah so he's actually younger than the character he plays that's funny like so rare. To be 18 i guess and emil hirsch obviously like you know he went on to have still having a good career but sure into the wild milk lords of Dogtown. yeah and he kind of had like a lull but he was recently in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So yeah, with the rest of Hollywood, it's like yeah. a ton of movies. <laughs> a lot of people were in the film, but yeah, uh, you know, if you're doing Tarantino, you're not like yeah. I think he had some sort of controversy that stopped him for a while. Oh really? Yeah, he got he like hit a woman at like Sundance oh, did he? or something. Oh, I didn't something know that. crazy like that. Like he was drunk. Yeah. Okay. That's anyway, <laughs> yeah. So he couldn't actually film any of the sex or sexy scenes. They had to like have precautions like so when he's in that strip club okay legally they had to put pillows on him <laughs> like so, so the woman funny. technically didn't touch him which is really funny i gotta look up this controversy we can oh yeah you're wow you know your celebrity gossip i'm surprised i yeah. just just looked it up quickly he yeah it was uh at the town nightclub in park city and that's where that's where Sundance is, right? I guess, yeah. One of the You'd one of the festivals is. Yeah, yeah. whatever. He was at some fucking film festival. Okay, so uh, not good. Okay, Emil Hirsch, I'm not going to... I don't know. Go. What's the... What happened? He hit a, he did hit a woman, He right? had a restaurant, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not going to support you as much as I thought it he was, was Yes. podcast. He's a big Jake LaMotta fan. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you for letting me know about that. <laughs> Let's move on, She was man. burning his steak. Elijah Cuthbert? Is that how you pronounce it? Cuthbert? I guess. Cuthbert? Cuthbert? I always said Cuthbert, but it's probably wrong. I'll even say it's still today. What a pretty lady. She's still a pretty lady. I'm sure. I mean, Why wouldn't she be? Yeah, yeah. She plays Danielle. At the time, she was kind of... I don't know. Like, I knew I never her. Heard, I didn't know her. After this movie, I'm saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, she... 
she didn't do many other films. No, I feel like that was like her her peak or whatever. Apparently, she's in that show, The Ranch, on Netflix. Oh, okay. Like Never Ashton Kutcher. But she got kind of famous in the sports world. She controversially dated like a couple hockey players, oh. and one of them used he one of them got cut from his team because he famously said to her husband now, who like they're still married. He's like, "Oh, you took my sloppy seconds," and, and they fired him. Yeah, and he got cut from his team. I feel like it's like locker room talk, like <laughs> like guys just like he, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, it's not a hockey podcast. I don't know. Maybe yeah. our mutual friend Chris Carroll will have more insight on that. Yes. But oh yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> I remember her in old school. She was in a, a couple of things, but she, she was in Twenty Four. That's what I know for her from. Yes, Twenty Four. Yeah, that was. That's like the only her, other thing I've seen her. That in. was her big thing, which I didn't even watch really. Uh, so she plays Danielle. And I didn't remember this guy was in this film, but Tim- Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, and when I first saw this movie, I've never seen him before. I'm like, who is this Johnny Knoxville ripoff? <laughs> yeah, he has. Because like I didn't a, know who he was. He yeah. has like a Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, vibe, yeah, right. But like not in other things. It's no, like just romantic this. comedies and stuff. Yeah, like, and then like he's like a he did like Justified or whatever. But at the time, I didn't know who he was. No, so I just and, thought and of that. I didn't even remember he was in this film. Yeah. Um, and he's also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. True. So, you know, there you go. There's a little connection with Emile Hirsch there. Yeah. I wonder if they talked about this movie. Probably not. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is the one person who I was going to say had a career before this, but he wasn't, like, popular. Like, he wasn't, like, a household name. It's James Remar, who mm. plays Hugo. I know him as Dexter's dad. Yeah, I was going to say, you were a big Dexter guy. I was. So... Dexter, I originally first saw him in the film The Warriors. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even put that together. Yeah, yeah. he's in a bunch of stuff. I, I really a, like Yeah, him. he's like a character actor almost. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's definitely a guy who's, like, still working in Hollywood, which yeah. is great, and I'm sure he's, like, He's awesome. He's got a great voice. A wonderful voice. But yeah. I don't think, like, you walk down the street and people, like, know his name. No, I would. You but, would. But uh, no. If I had to pick, like, what kind of career I would have, like, yeah. a Hollywood career... As an actor, it would be that, right? Yeah, because like, he's working a lot, but he's working also a like, recognizable face. But like, not like he's not like Tom Cruise. He walks into a restaurant and people are like, yeah. And you also, know. you don't have to worry about maintaining that Tom Cruise level. Yeah, of you know, fame. You like, you, yeah, you just keep doing your stuff. You take the roles you like. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a good time. Who knows? He might have a miserable life. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, he's he's an alcoholic. He just loves <laughs> prostitutes. You heard it here first. I'll just mention a couple other people here. Um, Chris Marquette, who I really didn't know well, plays Eli, but I think he does a really good job. Mm-hmm. So. Just wanted to single him out. He was on the first season of that show, Barry. I don't know if you've seen Barry. I saw Barry, yeah. But Barry's I, like it. Wait, well, who is he in Barry? He's like Barry's friend. If I show oh, okay. You, if I show you a picture of him, I'll show you a picture right now. I think Barry's good, but overrated, but it's good. I like Barry. He's like this guy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Does yeah. he die? Yeah, yeah. He gets, yeah, yeah, yeah right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Two other people I'm going to mention. Paul Dano. Who's, yeah, he was, went on to be a big actor, too, in like a character actor sense, I suppose. He's a guy who, like, could have just, like, done this, like, the nerdy role. But yeah, like, yeah. I want to act. And, like, he, you know, he's in There Will Be Blood. Yeah. A little Sopranos. Bit Sopranos, yeah. yeah. A little bit of Sunshine. But recently, like, Love and Mercy, he was, uh, what's his name? Um, I didn't see it. From the Beach Boys. Oh, okay. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Brian Wilson? Yeah, Brian. He was, he was like, the younger Brian Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And John Cusack was the older Brian Was Wilson. he? I didn't see that yeah. movie. Is it I didn't bad? see it, but... No, I, I didn't see it. it don't you like, have a thing with... this podcast have a thing with John Cusack? Yes, John Cusack. Uh, bringing up a sore subject. John Cusack blocked us week two of this podcast. Do you know why? We did Better Off Dead, and apparently he hates the movie. I tweeted at him, <sighs> and I said, Hey, John Cusack, why do you hate Better Off Dead? It's great. And he blocked me. <laughs> apparently he blocks a lot of people whatever oh okay it's like his thing it's his thing but still come on and uh, I like John Cusack because he's a big Clash fan and not enough people talk about the Clash 
There you go. There you yeah, go. only Ben that matters. <laughs> and then he was also in Twelve Years a Slave. But like, great to see him here. He's a good actor. Yeah, he's awesome. He's got a very distinct look. Yeah. <laughs> His and hair in this movie is so bad. So bad, but it's like, crazy. It's it perfect. Okay, but it was okay at the time. Like the fashion. Was it though? I, I feel think like that so. hair is so weird. I think it was more okay at the time than, like, if someone had that now, you'd be like, is this person going to kill me? You yeah. <laughs> or if it was, like, 2008 in, like, Williamsburg, you'd be like, yeah, it was asshole. Yeah. That's what he definitely became after this. Sure. You know? <laughs> the other person I was going to mention is, I don't know if you recognize her, but Olivia Wilde was one of the girls in Which high scene? school. Just, like, one of the popular girls? I didn't yeah, one of the popular that. girls. Like, I didn't even recognize her. I just looked it up in, like, the IMDb stuff. Interesting. I didn't know that. She's, like, one of these girls. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't even realize it, though. Yeah, yeah she looks different. I mean, she's yeah. the same, but she looks different. She's just young. Super young. Yeah, not a big deal, but yeah. whatever. All right, let's get into it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have to walk scene by scene here, but early film, what did you like about this film? I think, well, first of all, the film just caught me by surprise. I wasn't expecting to be drawn into it so much and to actually like the characters. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So it had a depth. Not that it's like, you know, it's not Citizen Kane or whatever. <laughs> There's no fucking Rosebud. But like, it's relatable in the sense that like, it came out of an era of cheesy teen movies, American Pie, that really had no basis and like, no reality to it at all. You know what I mean? Like, it's like this weird way of looking at high school, like popular versus like the geeks. But it was just kind of, uh, it was more normal than anything. Uh, it's hard to explain. I don't know. I just related to it in a way, I guess. Yeah, like in a sense where... Like, I, again, a movie about, like, a porn star, I'm expecting yeah. just, like, tits, 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 sure. you know, like, people having fun, and it's like, why would this guy date this girl? And originally, I was kind of getting those vibes. Yeah. So, obviously, Danielle, like, moves in next door, and Matthew catches her, and Matthew's, like, this goody-two-shoes guy, but he's not, like, he's not, like, a hateable goody-two-shoes guy. No, you know? he's just, like, a, uh, just normal and just intelligent, like, just worried about, like, his future... And just that, yeah. Yeah. And he catches her, like, getting changed, and she, like, stops by. And this was, maybe, I was like, oh, this is a little contrived. Why would she, like, come over? Yeah, yeah. You know, but, like, I kind of got it, like, as the movie went along. Sure, and she's good in it, and, like, she sells it really well. They have great chemistry. Yeah, she's awesome. This is a great cast, and they have great chemistry. You know, when she goes over, and she's, like, she plays a trick on him. Yeah, yeah. He gets, like, he has to, like, strip down naked. Um, Sure. It feels more believable than it should, right? Like, if you read a script of that and you read it on paper, you'd be like, this is so stupid. Like, yeah, yeah. But it, I don't know. Maybe it was because they're, they're just good actors or, like, again, like I said, they had this chemistry. Yeah. That, like, it felt believable and it felt like, all right, why would she date this guy, especially when she date like, the guy she was previously dating or, like, the Timothy Oliphant kind of. Yeah, yeah, guys. like the like aggro guy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like between them, like they in a cheesy way they complete each other. He never, he didn't, he never got to live uh, high school in a social sense and and come of age. And she never got to have his part of her child, uh, his child. Sorry, she never had his part of childhood in the sense that of just growing up and and being a weirdo and going through high school and experiencing things like the prom and stuff. So like they kind of they complete each other in that sense. Exactly. So when you think of it in that sense, it's not as like crazy. Like why would this yeah like really pretty girl go after this nerd? You yeah, know? they both have what each other yearn even if they didn't know they were yearning for it. And she even says in that one scene, like, you know, I like the way you look at me. Mm-hmm. And in a sense of, like, if we're our 2020 lenses, yeah, yeah, he thinks she's hot. I'm not saying she does, he doesn't. Yeah. But he's not really objectifying her no. like she's used to in the porn industry. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why down the line, 
they have that like they come to that crossroads where he where he does when he realizes she is it. Am I jumping ahead? I no, no, no. Um, you know, we're just having a free flowing. Yeah, yeah. So like that's when she almost turns on him and reverts back to her old life because she's like, oh wait, this guy once he has this information or just this knowledge, then he stops looking at me this way. And now I'm just another girl or porn actress to him in a sense you know what i mean yeah so she's my value as a person doesn't exist anymore i'm just a sex object again exactly and like i didn't expect that kind of depth in this film sure yeah but the funny thing is it wasn't even his fault it was his dumb friend's fault (laughs) (laughs) oh i love those guys do you like to wait what does he say when they're in the car when he's when he picks her up He's like, uh, do you like to rock? And she's like, <laughs> she's like what? <laughs> yeah. So, he, yeah, again, when he first starts dating her, he doesn't even know she's a porn star. And he's just like, this is a pretty girl. Yeah. But then when they're talking, he's like seeing that they, they both see that they have like chemistry with each other. Mm-hmm. That's why, again, go, to go back to Risky Business, I feel like there's more objectifying in Risky Business. Yeah, and like it's almost cheesy, though, the music and like the sex on the train and stuff. I don't know. It's just silly. <laughs> it's very of its era, and this yeah. this is almost ahead of its time. Yeah, um, where it's not like again, I'm not saying this is like a groundbreaking movie or like a like a, you know Me Too kind of movie, like in a positive way. Yeah, but it's still not as crappy. And objectifying as a 2004 movie about a porn star exactly. should be. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, we'll go back to like American Pie, like the exchange student. It's just like they yeah. justify it with the webcam. They yeah. hot, you know what I mean? Like it's shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> I um, totally expected a lot of things like that in this. Yeah. Like, let's just film her and see what happens. But sure. most of it is she's making her choices. He's not forcing her to do anything. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my God, like this movie. She's 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 incredibly empowered. I mean, even if you think of her in terms of her sexuality and her her role in the porn industry, everyone's fawning over her. They go to the the fucking porn expo. She has a you know a, a huge marquee. I mean, she's yeah. She like she's, when people say porn star, that means everyone, but she's legitimately a star. Yeah, and I think in entertainment anyway, like the man, like her manager Timothy Oliphant, like he's obviously he ends up being an asshole to her and stuff. But you know, <laughs> but it's not like that doesn't happen. No, you know? yeah. So, a couple other things, like, you know, just I wanted to bring up early in this film. I love, again, this is a very much a high school film in a sense, like, they're in high school a lot. Yes. He's trying to get the scholarship, you know, especially, I don't know how things are today, but when we were going to school, it was all pressure, like, you gotta go to college, mm-hmm. you gotta go to these colleges, and he gets into Georgetown, but he can't pay for it, and as we know, college is expensive. Mm-hmm. So he's doing a couple things. He raised twenty five thousand dollars to get that like student from Cambodia, to which come is over. also really funny. That scene at the pep rally, <laughs> Sam Nang or whatever, like yeah, fuck yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> fuck that guy or something no, like that. No, okay, so let's get into that a little bit, right? The language in this film is maybe a little bit dated. They say like, and I'm using air quotes, like fag a lot. And Did they? Like that. Yeah, but honestly, at the time, no one's. I know this is such a, I guess, a controversial thing, but I personally don't use the word, really, because it's just no, not part of my vernacular. Really but, like, no one's talking about gay people, really? Yeah, like, now people don't use it because they know it offends people, but, like, 90% of people, high schoolers had, like, I'm not saying this is a good thing, high yeah. schoolers had not taken that term to mean, like, oh, you have sex with men. Yeah, no, it's they, just, it just became they, a, a thing, like, you're an asshole, I don't know. Like, well, like, like dumb, right? Like, yeah. People say you're dumb, but dumb originally meant, like, 
mentally. It was like an actual like yeah, doctor yeah. would like you know yeah. yeah this person's dumb. A lot of those words come from that. I'm not saying that's sure. a good thing. Yeah. But it definitely used the language at the time. I'm not saluting it for it either. But yeah, it's like uh, fag was more like calling someone lame. Yeah. Then exactly. yeah, anything and, and to do lame with gay used people. to be like in the 1800s or whatever it was. Like oh he's sure. lame he can't walk you know. Like, yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's All not the, like Tony Soprano calling someone a fag. They're yes. Just... If you use Sopranos things, like like Tony Soprano... <laughs> Poppers is... and gay sex! <laughs> I always think about like, Sopranos. Um, there's that like gay character in that whole gay arc that was whole popular. The one who like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, fucking... What's his name? I forgot his Vinny? name. Vinny? Vin? No. Maybe. But you know, he like lost a lot of weight. In the show. How could I not remember? I've seen the show a million times. Anyway, <laughs> yes, okay. No, but like the whole thing is like, oh, he's gay, let's ignore it. But then when they yeah. find out he's like sucking a dick on the show, they're like, we gotta kill him. Yeah, you know, but like, Tony wants to give him a, a break though. He does. But then he realizes no one's gonna go along with this. And I, I can't. No, yeah, but like that's literally about homophobia. In the yes, show. yeah, yeah. Like my point is this has nothing to do with homophobia. Not at all. I'm not condoning the language at all. But it's offensive, but it wasn't as offensive to me today because I know. Th- that wasn't their intention. Yeah. And I don't think if this movie's made today, they're still saying. Context is extremely important. I know people don't like to believe in context. (laughs) No, but yeah. But it is. (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, those scenes are like, that pep rally is hilarious. Oh, it's so funny. But like, he's got to make his speech. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's the way people would react. I don't know. It's, it just feels realistic to me. Like, they would goof on the station kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time as this, so we know, like, it it was like, realistic to totally that. yeah right off the bat she's just like you, you get it from their chemistry that she's just looking for a different life mm-hmm. supposedly she like she's house sitting for her aunt who we never meet yeah <laughs> which is fine yeah yeah that yeah i mean there's things within the plot that are contrived to get the story moving forward but it's fine it's the correct story <laughs> they're almost and i and i think you know you echoed this point they're almost like living vicariously through each other yeah even before he knows she's a porn star like she's like making him take chances and all these things. and then, Yeah, the skinny dipping or whatever. Yeah, the skinny dipping and, like, is it the principal's house? Yeah, it's the principal's <laughs> house. And it's, it's all fun things that, like, are really scary to a high schooler, especially, like... Oh, yeah, that'd be terrifying. Him. Yeah. But then, you know, the movie kicks in when his porn-obsessed friends discover that she's actually a porn star. Sure. All right, what? Perhaps you should have a seat. Perhaps you should bite me. Perhaps. Matthew, we live in a crazy, mixed-up world. Crazy, but oh so beautiful. And now for the final task of your training. You're gonna need a harder piece of wood than that, cowboy. That's not her. Yeah, it is. Dude, you're missing the best part. Matt, I think... Oh. 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 
Whoa, 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 we settled down, Tiger. I know, I know. It's not funny. Seriously, get, get away from me. Dude, don't mess this up. Mess what up? Matt, she's a porn star, okay? Take her to a motel room and bang her like a beast. Eli, I like this girl. And you can still like her with your penis inside her. That's when you were saying, like, I think you were talking about this, the scenes where he's like, kind of like, fuck it, I'm just going to treat her like a porn star. He doesn't say that out loud. Yeah, but like his friends, the uh, Eli, I guess, was like, you know, you got to gotta, you know, get a room, bang her, like shit like that, like egging him on. That, <laughs> that's who she is. That's how you're supposed to treat her. That's how you're supposed to do it. But yeah. And I think these are kind of, so this movie's kind of long, right? It's almost, it's almost two hours. Yeah. And I was kind of surprised by the runtime. But I wasn't disappointed either because I think these kind of scenes flesh out the characters enough where you don't hate them for their actions later. No. I mean, you got to remember, too, these are teenage boys. So, like, Eli's reaction is, is not normal, but it's, it's, it's acceptable in the sense that he's just a kid. He doesn't really know. His, yes. his eyes about sex are through porn. So, like, that's his, that's his idea of what sex is anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Think, of, think of the end of the day. This movie kind of um, skirts controversy. and Not controversy is a bad word, but... When all the shit happens at the end and we'll talk about it, like, it's not like her having sex. It's not like yeah, she no. says, I gotta, like, fuck someone to make the money for this. You sure, know? Devise yeah. a plan. Maybe that's, like, safe. Yeah. But, you know, this is like a, I don't know, this is a teen movie, you know? Mm-hmm. This is not something where it's like, oh, let's see how they react to those things. If sure. She to, like, does he agree to, you know, whatever. We'll get into it. Um, so were there any, again, scenes that really stuck out to you? Um, I, I love all the Timothy Oliphant stuff. It's just, he's just so fucking good. Oh my God. So um, I, when I first saw him, I'm like, oh, I don't remember he was in this movie. Like, is he not memorable? Is that what I don't remember? Yeah, yeah. He is so good at this character. Yeah, and I love the way he dresses. He looks like he's a member of Lit. <laughs> it's so, like, of that time, and it's yeah. so believable. He says he used to date Danielle. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Kelly. Yes, of um, course. <laughs> but he's really like I don't want to say her agent he's yeah but kind he, of he right? is like, yeah he's almost like he's a porn director a porn star pimp <laughs> we can't compare the, like, you and I don't he know, treats yeah, he, we can't compare the porn industry to like the regular no film but industry. you can because there's the ju- juxtaposition of him and then there's James Remar's porn guy so there's the uh, elephants the, the lo-fi almost pimp like amateur porn off the cuff gonzo <laughs> shit yeah, and Remar is fucking, uh, you know, uh, Pornhub. He's 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 corporate porn. Yes. <laughs> so but I was I was thinking more in a sense of like porn is more DIY, again from what I know of it, more DIY than um, now regular be- film. Oh, no, but I'm saying in a sense of like the director is also more times like the writer and a producer and getting the people together. Yeah, okay, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that he like he control he's not just like a director. Like he controls a lot of aspects, including unfortunately controlling Danielle's life. And to be mm-hmm. clear, this is something I was nervous about, like Danielle's age, but yeah. They kinda make it clear that she probably is only like a year or two older. No, that's the same age. They're both eighteen. They're I both think, 18. I think she's okay. supposed to be 18. So she did she drop out of high school or something? Or maybe she like just she never went to... Uh, yeah, they don't... I don't think they go into that they, much It's not clear. Time. Okay, so they're around... Anyway, she's legal. She's not like... Yeah, they're both legal and they're yeah. both around the same age. So it's not like one of these weird things of like, oh, here's a 15-year-old with a 25-year-old. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. So they're, again, like you said, they're around the same age. But you have an older guy in um, Kelly, the Timothy Oliphant character, mm-hmm. who is just... 
I don't know if it happens in the porn industry because I'm not connected to it, but it feels like this happens, right? Like Absolutely. you have an older guy like recruiting like 18 year olds yeah. to be in these films, and okay, what, whether they want to do it or not, that's fine. I'm not like criticizing them for taking that lifestyle, but it's sure. definitely there's a lot of like older men in control of this. There's, I mean, within the porn industry, I think there's a, a long history of performers being sort of not all of them are this way but like there's like a history of them not being uh, coming from the best situations even from yeah. their childhood or whatever but i think what you're getting at too in terms of uh what kind of uh, director or producer kelly is wait, uh, what's remar's character's name is something silly hugo hugo Posh. hugo yeah, yeah. <laughs> he even has a, a at the porn expo hugo remar has a conversation with with danielle saying like what are you doing with this guy you should be with me like you shouldn't be with such a dirtbag if you're going to be doing this he mentions that to her. Yeah. So, yeah. I think you are supposed to think of Oliphant's character, Kelly, as he's a fucking, almost like a pimp in a dirtbag. Except those people on E. You know what I mean? Like, Well, he, no, eventually you see it. Yeah, but yeah. like, at the beginning, you're like, I mean, I never thought, like, oh, is this guy really his friend? You know? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. He had an angle, but. He was cool with him until he started fucking with his business. <laughs> yeah, as he said. Yeah. He's but, a, to me, Oliphant is the sleaze. Again, anyone, yeah. oh, everyone important sleaze, but we're not saying that, like, in this no. world. The uh, James Remar character is definitely more of like... He's a businessman. He's a producer. Yeah, the classy know. guy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're right, though. Like, Timothy Oliphant is such a standout in this film. Oh, I love... Yeah, I love when they he takes him to the strip club and then he sees his dad's friend there and Oliphant goes to the guy, Patterson, I haven't seen your black ass in ages. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy just then there's stunned, like, how do you know my name? And it's, it's just really funny. The strip club scene is great and not because, oh, there's like naked girls. That's no, not what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, just, it's great because all. strip clubs exist. They still do exist. Mm-hmm. I love that he saw his dad's friend because like, I think in people's heads like, oh, the people at the strip club are all sleazy people. But no, it's like, no. Again, I'm not a big strip club guy. Me but, either. I haven't gone since, like, whatever, with Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> when we were, like, 23, 24. The Gus era. Uh, we, yes, the Gus Glitter. I think we went to... I'm 59. Was that Stilettos? Is that Stilettos? That's... We went no, to... No, that's Lace. I'm Lace. Kidding. Okay, whatever. Oh, Strip Club. But with that, and then we went to go see where the wild things are, like, the, the movie. Oh, my And then God. after where the wild things are, we went back to the Strip Club. I Who think. directed... Where the wild things are? Oh, what's his name? Uh, Spike Jones. Spike Jones. Gandolfini's yeah. in it. Yeah. Oh, Whatever year God. that was, that's like the last time I think I went. <laughs> exactly. You know. Like- oh, me and Dad, we used to go to a me and Dad, a go-go bar because I was friends with the bartender. I worked with her at a hotel. Okay. But it wasn't a strip. It was like go-go. <laughs> no, but point. Is, I know you and I are not like the strip club crowd. No, not at all. Right? Like I just I don't even want to go anymore because like, you don't like me. <laughs> like don't come up to me like oh how you doing baby it's like ugh, whatever. it's very like I hate saying it's it very boomer-ish you know like sure strip club, but like I don't think our generation are big strip club people uh, yeah I don't know I mean there def- there's gotta be but that's kind of my point right like if the economy still exists if these strip clubs still exist someone has to be going yeah so like it it's, makes so much sense that his dad's friend is someone who would go yeah I think the new stripping is like a cam girl maybe you know what I mean? Oh, like, that's true. Like, like the, you probably don't even have to leave The evolution house. of, of it, stripper is cam girl. So if Risky Business is the 80s, and this is like the 2000s, and if it goes every 20 years, in a couple of years we'll get like a cam girl movie. Yeah. Like this. There probably yeah. is a shitty one, maybe. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, I know. Like, this, I guess this sex trade, as we'll call it, always evolves. But I don't, again, I'm not comparing like... Yeah, I don't know if... 
Yeah, sex trade sounds term? bad because that sounds like sex prost- industry. Yes, prostitutes from Thailand. Yeah, not gonna like win awards for being like progressive. It's like Mark Ruffalo is not gonna applaud at the end of this film. That's not like that. Yeah, but it's so much more progressive than it should be. Sure, because when they depict these scenes, again, it's not just all about like, you know, you bring up this like strip club scene. When the dad's friend and him are both getting lap dances together, uh-huh. I love it. And not because, like, oh, they're getting lap dances. It's awkward. It's awkward as <laughs> hell. And yes. that's exactly how it would be. Yeah, if that happened, of course, yeah. It is so awkward. It's Even great. the idea of a lap dance is kind of awkward, They right? really are. They're terrible. And doing that with, like, someone else. Yeah. Like, at, like that you your, know? your dad's friend. Yeah. Like, it would exactly be like And that. that's what they're like, too. The time I've gotten it, it's like, I, for some reason in my mind, before I've ever been to one, you would think it's, like, private, but, like, it's not. You're, like, <laughs> fucking next to people. It's horrendous. It's a terrible experience. It's just odd. Yeah. Uh, it's odd. And what do you get out of it? Really? Nothing. I don't know. No. No. <laughs> Look, yeah. I don't know. I'm not the guy to... Yeah. Maybe we'll get someone on. Yeah, and I don't know. them to debate it on here, but... Yeah, who knows? Like, some guy who's, like, really into Germany or something. <laughs> But again, great scene in this movie. Being a teenager and being in high school is so awkward and so weird. It and is. this movie really does a good job at depicting that. Mm-hmm. They have that date that's not great when he's like, oh, let me just have sex with her because she's a porn star. Yeah. But I just do love the fact that despite the fact, you know, he's going to Georgetown and he's living like a pretty squeaky clean life. Like, yeah. He really likes her. He does, yeah. And I'm not an advocate for like, meet someone in high school and then get married or anything like that. Yeah, I was thinking about that before, too. If there was a sequel to this, like, it's not going to be good. They're not together No, anymore. no, and I say that a lot here. Like, <laughs> I'm not, there's no expectation for me in these movies that people should find love in high school that's forever. Yeah. You know, that's not what I'm saying. But, no. but I do enjoy the fact that it doesn't feel in this movie, and again, maybe we'll credit Emil Hirsch. I don't know. Maybe we'll credit the script or the director. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like I want to be with her because she's hot. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like his first uh, initial reaction is like, because she's so hot. Like, but oh, I would. But... I think most of us, like, the first time we see someone is because we're attracted to them. Of course, yeah. But after that, he just really likes her as a person, and mm-hmm. she obviously likes him as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was one of, like, the great things about this movie the fact that, again, they just really seem to have good chemistry and like each other. It doesn't feel like... Yeah, from like... the start, after even when they go to the diner or whatever, is that after that she makes them strip or whatever? She draws on the doodle. And yeah, you can tell that they like, oh, sure, but... like, they like each other. Yeah. She likes him and he likes her. Yeah, it's nice. We, I don't know if it's clear, but at least for me, like, this movie exceeded my expectations and is less dated than I ever expected it to be. Sure. And you know what? They probably spent most of the budget on the soundtrack because take oh it to like God. the songs. Like there's some really popular songs in that movie. It's I wanted, crazy. Like, so that was one of my questions for you. Like what did you think of this soundtrack? I think it's great in the sense that it represents the time as well as it references old music that fits in within the time. Yeah, th- but this was like my iPod or whatever. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah. Because there's like I wrote down some of the people. There's uh, David Gray. David, uh, that was the first one I was going to bring up. Like it was my question. Like you big David Gray guy? Uh, no, and not particularly that song, but I like some of his songs. He's a good song. No, I do good. like yeah, David yeah, yeah. Gray, but like, it's funny because like I haven't thought about David Gray in a very right? long time until this film came yeah. out. That he was so he was like big at that time. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. What was uh, that something White Ladder or some shit? There's a lot of like, uh, but other stuff, but like you know, like Bob O'Reilly. And yeah, like, uh, and there's under- also Harry Nielsen. I forget which scene. Harry uh, Nielsen. Yeah. Yeah. The the uh, it always reminds me of Goodfellas, the cocaine scene when he's driving <laughs> that song. <laughs> yeah. I think they're doing something kind of wild when that song. But it opens with Under Pressure, you know? Yeah. And it's funny because 
yeah, obviously Under Pressure and like Bob O'Reilly are not music from the era when this film came out. But I feel like those songs are making a revival when this song came Sure. When this movie came out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, and it's just very of the time because if we want to talk about this nostalgia era, I think it's existed since forever, but the internet really brought it back because we could start to look up stuff. Yeah. Right? Like we'd start to like use LimeWire or whatever to like download music Absolutely. that we heard or that we knew our parents heard, heard you know. Mm-hmm. So this is such a great soundtrack. And I don't Filter, know. Filter, if... take a picture is on in the movie. <laughs> and I don't know if like there's a literal soundtrack version. I'll look it up now. And the songs also, as they're a lot of times they're playing, they relate to the actual stuff that's going on in the movie. Yeah. So a lot of times in this movie, and you get it a little here, but it's not crazy. But a lot of times in this era, mm-hmm. they would have like songs play, and they would play like really loud for thirty seconds, <laughs> and not even. And that was like a big sure. But but for this film, they really made sense. Mm-hmm. They didn't take me out of it. There's even an Elliot Smith song. Yeah, I forgot Elliot Smith. It's crazy. It, it is so crazy. But I would looked up like the soundtrack online, and there's more music that could fit on a CD. Interesting. Like, there's a lot of songs used in this. The use of music is is great in this film. Yeah, and I'm definitely gonna like look it up and, and see some more stuff. Like I'm reading it now, like George Clinton. Like it's very eclectic, but yeah. it's also like awesome. Whoever put it together, bravo. Yeah. So, do you have any other scenes before you know we talk about like really the crux of this film? Because to be honest with you, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing here, but it takes a while to build to like the whole the, the climax. Of the one. climax. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the overall feeling of the movie and the tone of the film in the sense that it it feels realistic and it earns its payoff for the climax, which is basically unrealistic in a sense. Like you know, he, he goes oh, to absolutely. Vegas, and then the next day he has to go to make the speech. You know what I mean? Like it earns its right to go off the rails before it finally goes off the rails. Earned is a great way to put it. Like, and I think that's why it's as long as it is because yeah. nothing ever feels like where did this come from? You know? Exactly. And in yeah. this movie, you would think that would be the case. You mentioned there's this scene in Vegas and it's kind of like a porn convention. Yeah. Which is great because, like, these that does exist. Of course, yeah. You know, it shows, like, the industry. He's got to make this big speech at some point to get a scholarship to go yeah. to Georgetown. <laughs> and the thing is, too, it's about moral fiber, right? And moral fiber, what he does is moral fiber, not saying a fucking speech on a, on a stage of what moral fiber is his actual actions are moral fiber which allows him to to make a ton of money out out of the situation in the end exactly and so it's something where like again like you said it feels so earned yeah so he needs to make a speech on moral fiber yeah and there's a couple other people in a school who are like making this speech and not that the speeches are bad they're, they're fucking just, dumb. And they're just so typical. Yeah, like, yeah. The the one guy well, he quotes JFK and that's who he's gonna quote. And it just shows how this this situation where you let the establishment pick out who what moral fiber is or who deserves what, it just shows that like that's not what moral fiber is or being successful is. It's it's going out and earning it yourself any way you can within, you know within reason. Like again, I know it's corny, but he, everything he's doing is because he really like is passionate and mm-hmm. you know I'll use the word loves this girl you yeah know? and the feelings mutual and it doesn't again it's not because they're objectifying her it's because they really do get along yeah so it, it makes perfect sense I hate graduations like that's the thing I do not want to attend yeah high school college doesn't matter why because all the speeches are long and they're the same yeah it's just bullshit 
Timothy Oliphant's character gets super pissed at him a bunch of times because he's taking uh, Danielle out of the porn industry yeah. and he's costing him money. Um, there's a whole back and forth. She's in, she's out, she's in, she's out. Yeah, yeah, and then that also shows that like she's the talent. She's what's what's worth something, and without her, he's just yeah. a fucking asshole in a sports car. He doesn't like have the much singer of late. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, you know, he, he kidnaps him. He ends up, you know, beating him up, drugging yeah. him, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, super fucked up. And they go to the... He fucks with him. Then he says he has to blow him. Oh, oh God, I forgot about that. Yeah. I I didn't remember that. I was like, oh, my God, really? Is this what happened? Is this what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, like, maybe, like... Not that we would see it, but I thought it might happen. Well, don't talk about, like, your fantasies. <laughs> So, like, he was so committed to her in that moment. You saw in his eyes that he was like, could I do this? Maybe yeah. I should do this. And he's like, oh, I'm screwing with you. Point is, whatever. He gives him a bunch of, like, ecstasy after beating him up. So. Yeah, he punches him so he has an excuse to pretend like he's giving him aspirin and he doses him with ecstasy. Yes. <laughs> but I love the scene. Like, it's silly, but just like Emil Hirsch, Danielle and him are yes. just so... She's trying to keep him together. The way he acts in this speech thing, like I love it because it's like these kind of things that I would want to say. To yeah, yeah. In this in- instance, and his speech isn't great, but I get it. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, can't speak a foreign language, so that's out. And I, uh, I certainly can't quote JFK now. Can I, Ryan? You know, it, it's funny. I've, I have this whole speech prepared and. I've been, I've been practicing for weeks, but you know what? I'm just going to go with it. Moral fiber. So what is moral fiber? I mean, it's, it's funny. I used to think it was always telling the truth, doing good deeds, you know, basically being a fucking Boy Scout. But lately I've been seeing it differently. Now I think that moral fiber is about finding that one thing you really care about. That one special thing that means more to you than anything else in the world. And when you find her, you fight for her. You risk it all. You put her in front of everything. Your future, your life, all of it. And maybe the stuff you do to help her isn't so clean. You know what, it doesn't matter. Because in your heart, you know that the juice is worth the squeeze. That's what moral fiber is all about. No, it's just it's just like a, such a fun scene, and you know he's not gonna get it. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought that the girl should get it that, rather than the, the JFK guy. Yeah, yeah, but at that point, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I'm thinking too much into it. But I love that he didn't get it because, like, after that, for him, the stakes were higher because it was kind of like, whatever. I'm just gonna do my thing. Like, yeah. If I get into the school, great. If I don't get into the school, or like if I can't go to that school, whatever. I'm just gonna support like Danielle and the situation and when he invites her to prom it's just like such a nice moment absolutely and it doesn't feel contrived or, mm-hmm. or silly again because there's like a long build up to, to get to those little those little moments 
So exactly, like, while, again, it's a longer film, I don't think that it's not... It works in the end. This is what we were trying to kind of build up to, right? Like, the whole, like, crux of this film happens when... Uh, I forgot the student's name, but the Cambodian student... Yeah, he's Sam Nung? Yeah. Something like that? <laughs> he ra- yeah, because it's like, Samsung. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Nung. They, they raise this money, or he raised the money, really. Mm-hmm. And Timothy Oliphant just steals it because <laughs> uh, Alicia Cuthbert... Danielle was supposed to be in a movie that he booked. She decides not to do it. Yeah. And he's like, fuck it, I need my money. Yeah. He takes it because he, he like... He went to the bank with him earlier. Which yeah, it, it's done. it's so stupid. But uh, I mean, I guess they the way that they sell it is that he flirted with her the first time. And he kind of got her I all flustered. This, like, bank teller actress was not, she was good, but like it's such a random character to like, yeah. get all these lines. I was surprised because normally in film it's like a one liner. Like sure, but I guess they had to establish it to make it make sense a little more. Which I appreciate. Like, yeah, yeah. More, like I think most films have just been like. Well, sorry, your your teacher, you know, your teacher came and got it. We're like, oh no. Yeah. Cut to like, but then he do? also tries to, in that moment, he tries to pull uh, one of Ke- Kelly's characteristics and goes, "Is that a new blouse?" And she just looks at him like, yeah. "What the fuck?" <laughs> so like, he can't even be that douchey guy. Like, Which he is, can't even pull it off. Again, I appreciate yeah. that they're taking the time to flesh out these characters. Yeah. So, he doesn't have the money. He's completely screwed. And I love it. It's not even about, like, oh, man. Like, he could probably make something up because he's got a good reputation. He's like, I feel bad for this. Yeah. Kid. Well, he also was, like, to the teller even. He's like, you fucked up, too. Like, you yeah, gave this money true. to some guy <laughs> without ID or whatever. So I guess it's uh, Danielle who kind of formulates this plan. And we don't know it. We don't hear it. So when you're watching this movie for the first time, if you don't remember, you're like, is are they going to do porn together? Like, Yeah, yeah. What's por- happening here? Porn-related. yeah. yeah. Um, and honestly, I love how this all comes together. Like, <laughs> yeah. She brings her like porn star friends over. It's so good. Uh, one of them is in a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great. And they're going to be the prom dates of his friends. Uh, yeah. And then they're going to try to cast the uh, jock guys to be in this porno. Yes, we don't really the, know like, what it is yet. We, we don't know it, but we think it's just like a porn film that they're going to film uh, yeah. in high school at the prom. But just, I love the chemistry between all the actors. Um, and I also but, love how, like, the, in the end, like, the the one, you know, uh, alpha jock guy can't get it up. <laughs> <laughs> Were they? Okay, Ask, were they implying he was gay? No, he just got nervous and he just couldn't get it up. Because like, they cut to like one of the cinematographers, like looking at him and he's, and he's smiling and like I don't know. No, I don't. I I, I didn't get that, but maybe. But I think it'd be. I, I just I, I, I just took it as sense. I took it as as like alpha and tough or like outrageous. Those guys are really they're just as insecure as the geeks as you know. Eli That's better that way. I was going to say, I didn't like, I yeah. wouldn't like that reading of it. Reality is like an equalizer. Like, in the end, like, everyone's the fucking same. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, uh, one of them, right, is it Eli, or maybe both of them? I think it's Eli, though, who's, like, the head of, like, an AV club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gets all his, and he wants to be a director. Sure. You know, he decides, like, because he loves porn. Yeah. He really loves porn. He does. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just gonna make this movie, and I just love his determination. And he's there's a one line he's talking to her. He's like, think of Meryl Streep and Sophie's Choice. We're <laughs> talking about porn stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's and, great. He's taking it so seriously, and like Paul Dano. Oh, that's the whole tripod thing. He doesn't want to do it. Like, I guess he's like the most conservative of the three of them. Sure. 
and like your tripod. If one of the legs falls, we all fall. Yes. <laughs> and just the way that they like this prom scene and work it all out is just. Again, I love it. I love how they're just like you know the scene where they're like running and like what yeah. are they making here? I know, yeah. And then um, and then Emil Hirsch was gonna just do it, and then he realized he couldn't do oh, it. Oh, and yeah, like, when you're saying like and the, the moral fiber line. kicks in again, and he's like, you know, and I can't do this. And they're like, how are you gonna get the money? He's like, I don't care. The movie utilizes these like flash forward scenes mm-hmm. where like if this is what you do, this might happen. Sure. Every time I fell for it, which is weird, right? Like, I'm like, oh, shit, this is... I'm like, no! You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's, like you said, there's, like, this, the big scene. They need someone to do this big scene, and this is where, like, a guy's getting naked. And mm-hmm. It seems like, like, sex is going to happen sure. or something. Yeah. I, I never believed, it, though, to be fair, that he was actually going to have sex with this random person. Emil Hirsch's character? Yeah. What's his name? Matthew? Matthew, yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't either, but, I mean... But it was still good to have that dilemma, because, like, he had to do something. Yeah, yeah. But then Paul Dano, uh... Klitz. Klitz. The Klitz Klitz man. to the rescue. <laughs> Steps in and ends up being in that scene. Yeah. Just, though, like, the whole prom element, the way they look, the way... A lot of these films have will have prom scenes, and I never hate on it, because people sure. made a bigger deal of it. Did you Did you go to prom? I did. I went to senior prom, but senior. I didn't stay the whole time. Oh, yeah, I remember you at senior prom. I left. Yeah. yeah. You were wild. You respect the punch, and you were like... No, I went home. <laughs> <laughs> well, prom is like the Super Bowl of high school. Like, yeah, it's like... It's always like the thing... It wasn't really an argument, but it's like, I feel like it's through like pop culture. It's like, oh, when you're exactly. going to lose your virginity or some shit like that. Which is that. a big part of this film. Yeah, um, yeah. In the end... He, they get the film done, you know, they're almost caught. They So they've made... Oliphant a, goes, has his last-ditch effort to try to fuck with You with knew Matthew. something was going to happen, right? Yeah. Because, like, it was almost too neat. Yeah. Oliphant somehow breaks into a kid's house. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how he found out about it, but whatever. Yeah, I don't recall. Steals the film, and there's this... He go, Which is... The, this is where I would a little... Took me a little bit out of it, but I didn't care. He has the weirdest strategy about... He should have just... If that's the film, right? Yeah, just take Stolen it. Stolen it, kept it, destroyed it, and then the guy wouldn't have gotten the money. Instead, he's like... He's trying to get him in trouble? Yeah, with his parents. and like. So this is what I said. Why would his parents, who have this like great son who's a straight-A student, let this creep in their house? They didn't know who he was. But, okay. Wait, what, was his, what was his excuse to be there? He didn't say. Like, uh, so other people said he was his advisor, but the principal was there, too. He would know that he's not yeah. a teacher. Think about it. Would your parents let like that kind of rando in the house and no, be like, "I'm going to tell on my son"? Yeah, you know? and then also like the way they re- when they finally start to unveil that it's not a porno, it's just a sex ed film. When the parents are like, "Oh, is this sort of interesting?" <laughs> Hello, I'm April, and I'm Ferrari. You may recognize us as stars of the adult entertainment industry, and today we're taking time out to talk about a very important subject: sex. Special events such as senior prom place added pressure on young teens to lose their virginity and engage in unprotected sex. I know I lost my virginity at my senior prom. When did you lose yours, April? Um, when I was 10. Moving on. In this video, we'll go through everything from kissing to foreplay. And for our finale, we'll show you how to put a condom on properly using a real person. No cucumbers or bananas in this video. So for those of you naughty boys expecting to see a raunchy porn video, you might as well turn this off now. Because you're not going to see sex. What the fuck is this shit? 
you're going to see sex education. This is interesting, Matthew. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great idea. Well, you remember those sex ed films back in our day? I'll tell you, if they were anything like this, we sure would have paid more attention, don't you think? I still think it would be like, okay, like, yeah. it's still not appropriate. But and whatever. did they get to the part where they put the fucking condom on the dick in front of the mom? And Paul Daniels got a big dick. Yeah. But like, did they watch that part too? I guess. And like, this is, again, they would still never show that in high school. They wouldn't show like a... No way. A real, like, even though he's 18, but a real high schooler's penis. We didn't even watch a sex ed film that they put it on a piece of fruit. We didn't watch anything like that. No, that's something in movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what was, quote unquote, sex ed in high school anyway? It was health class, and they would... I remember sex ed in eighth grade more than I remember in high school. Who was your teacher? Mr. Wessel. Mr. Wessel. And he talked good. about sex. I remember him saying, there's semen and sperm, but it's mostly known as cum, and we all started laughing. Y- you know what? Do you remember that? Yeah, he was... He was great about it, though. He was great. Like He, he wasn't was awesome. Like, and he wasn't like a perv. Like, Not at all. In that way. Like, yeah, he, no. He was more realistic than any other, like... That's the only sex that I remember. High school, we didn't really have any. We had it in health, but it was all about, like... Keep this flower, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that. But yeah, I remember eighth grade health, Mr. Russell teaching, telling us serious. about sex, and he was really good at it in a non-creepy way. No, but you're right. We never like saw a movie or anything like this. Yeah, but I get it. Like, and I remember him talking about STDs, and I made one up. I'm like, I heard about this new one recently on uh, TV called Crotchulopus. Do you know anything about that? And he just starts laughing. <laughs> what a cool guy. Yeah, he was the best. Wayne uh, Wessel, good man. Wayne Wessel, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't really have movies like that, but I thought the movie did a really good job of setting this up. It wasn't like out of nowhere. Sure. Yeah. We saw this like really lame sex ed thing. Yeah. And it also did a good job of like pulling the wool over our eyes of like, what are they doing here? What are they going to make with these porn stars? Yeah. Is he really like bending the rules that much? Is she going to be in the movie? Sure. Like I was thinking about all these things and it ended up being like the safest approach possible and... A lot of uh, the drama is more our drama and not his. Mm-hmm. Because if he knew it was a sex ed video, I get he still doesn't want his parents to see, but if he was intending to sell out to schools anyway, yeah, he called his bluff and it wasn't that big of a deal. Not exactly. like, oh shit. Like, you know. And then in the end, like, the coda to this film was really cool because he ends up being rich. Um, I, don't, I didn't need the James Remar scene of like on a talk show like whatever like yeah but <laughs> sure yeah but it, well i i guess that also represents the fact if even within any industry if you do something with some sort of i mean not even that guy had morals i don't know yeah i don't know <laughs> it's funny it is funny yeah so i mean overall what do you think of the ending like i said earlier anything that's almost non-realistic or outrageous is earned because it's well written and I'm willing to make those exceptions of, of stupidness. So in the end, I enjoyed it. I thought the ending was good. I like that he used his own moral fiber to, <laughs> to become successful and even more successful than just having a stupid speech. Um, yeah, and, and uh, his friends become 
Yeah, I love uh, Eli when he's in like the Q and A. Like, what made you? What is the? Some they ask him a stupid question and he just goes, like, "Shut oh, the fuck up." Yeah, you didn't go to film school. <laughs> yeah, when we see that you didn't have to go to film school, he's just like, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> Paul Dano is a big dick. Like, that's, yeah, yeah, that's his thing. <laughs> that's his thing, mm-hmm. and that's that's all good. Uh, yeah, Matthew goes to Georgetown anyway, but he implies he pays his own tuition because he's got a cool car and yeah, yeah. they're still dating and it's fun. Like you said, it feels earned. So. Yes. There's a big thing in the film, and I, I keep saying it, but like, is the juice worth the squeeze? Yes. Um, it's uh, Timothy Oliphant's character says it to Matthew, mm-hmm. like almost because he's like, "Oh, if you want to be president, you know," it's almost implying like, "Should you date a girl like this?" Like, is it yeah. worth all that effort? But he uses it eventually in a, in that like, I guess ecstasy-filled speech. Yeah. But he's being honest, right? Like, yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, you do everything for the person you love, essentially. That makes it sound cornier than it is. Yeah, yeah. But he uses the line again, is the juice worth the squeeze? So I'll ask you, you know, was the juice worth the squeeze in this film? Absolutely. It was a very uh, a sweet juice um, <laughs> that tasted good. This it was. should not have as much, like, like aw moments as, yeah. it, as it does. It does. That's why it, I think, again, like, it exceeds expectations there. Um, any other scenes you want to mention here? Anything else you want to mention? No, but I'll remember it on the subway ride home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything, too. There's a lot of great moments. It's it's one of these films that I'll watch again. Like, if it's on, I'm going to see again. Like, oh, again, totally. I haven't seen it in years. But. Yeah. So, you say the juice is worth the squeeze. I was surprised, like Rotten Tomatoes, fifty-six percent by the critics, sixty-nine percent by the audience. But I think that's a lot of like original release stuff. Of course, yeah, it's got to be because everything I see today, people again, people are really enjoying this yeah. film. I don't think uh, Variety or uh, Rolling Stone are publishing articles about uh, *Girl Next Door* <laughs> anymore. So the so something I noticed, like a lot of films I do, will have a lot of scholarship on them. They'll have like you know revisited this and that. This hasn't had it yet. Like someone's gonna get the like big BuzzFeed article where they get a lot of like the players of this film to talk about. Sure, yeah, yeah. And this one doesn't have it yet, so I couldn't figure out like why they concepted this. There needs to be like a a Blu-ray re-release or something with new artwork and then like with extra information. Like there has to be like a a rebirth. You know what I mean? You know how movies go through that. Yeah. Not that it's going to end up on Criterion, but... Well, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, it could... Like, it needs... It needs to be uh, represented in a, in a different way than it is now, which is basically just old marketing and, like, old... Absolutely. Speaking of that, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, actually, releases of this film, but it's, like, unrated edition and uncut edition. Or yeah, like, I think I watched the unrated, and I don't know what the difference could even be. Maybe there's extra there were, I looked up, like, the... The difference... The not the different, but like time wise, and like a minute more. Oh, uh, yeah, there's probably like an extra shot of like the porn star's breasts or whatever, yeah, or stuff like that. Like that. Yeah, yeah. And I, honestly, that is to me why the film suffered because of the timing and the way it was marketed. It was marketed as like a teenage boob film, yeah. And it really is a film with a lot more heart than that, absolutely. Um, and is it a butt double for her? Oh, I don't know, I I, it's gotta be. There wasn't a lot, again, there wasn't a lot of... Uh, because I don't think you see her. No. It's just from behind. It's got to be a butt. No. I mean, it wouldn't shock me. Which though. ruins they it. Got a lot of porn st- <laughs> they got a lot of porn stars to be in this film anyway. Apparently sure. some of them were real porn stars. Oh, I don't know. I, no, no one I theoretically mm. recognized. But, uh. All right, but I think since you've been on, we've changed the rating scale. Now we rate like a report card, like A plus to F. So what will you rate The Girl Next Door? Within its genre? 
Yeah, yeah, not like and not in the scope like of Oscar film. movies, like just enjoyment. I'm gonna, I'll give it an A minus. That's exactly what I was gonna give it to. And surprise, I was expecting maybe like a B minus kind of film. Yeah, yeah. This is an A minus to me. I really like this film. This exceeded my expectations. Absolutely. Like, I, I know I keep sound like a broken record, but I can't say it enough. Like, I would definitely recommend this film. It's a really good coming of age film. That's realistic, and it's about. There's not like extra dramatic characters or someone with some sort of like real deficiency or overcoming some giant thing. It's like a real coming of age story. It shouldn't be realistic. It shouldn't have this much heart. Yes. But it does. And it maybe does. that's why I like it so much because yeah. it exceeds expectations. Again, this is not the greatest film made, but it's it's something where, especially in this genre, mm-hmm. it should be more noticed. And again, like, Fuck, I know that was the original intention, but fuck all the risky business comparisons. Yeah. This is clearly something in its own right. Absolutely. That has a different message, even, in my mind. Of course. So, I mean, The Girl Next Door, again, we, we both liked it. And yes. Again, thank you for bringing it to my attention again. No problem. So, Thanks for having I ask this question every week as well. You're in the slumber party. You know, you and I, were having this, but you can have any sleeping bag you want that's a Girl Next Door themed. Okay. Design it. What does your sleeping bag look like? You know, you know what I'm talking about, like those old graphic sleeping bags. They had like. Absolutely, it's the fucking view of Alicia Cuthbert through the window. <laughs> but that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how could it not be? <laughs> and I know yours would be Emil Hirsch in the street, that ass shot from behind. Yes, that would be yours. <laughs> you got me. You got me. No, but what would be yours? Um, let's see. In this film, that's you know what this film didn't have that I was surprised and call me a sucker for this not a lot of like funny porn titles sure i mentioned like a couple but like you know anytime i talk about porn they're like yeah but when they do when he does show him the porno she's in it's like a stupid karate porno i do like that that would be my theme like the karate whatever yeah yeah. and there's a bat lift in the background i noticed Uh, (laughs) for for all you uh uh star trek fans uh it's a great easter egg i (laughs) I didn't notice that yeah it's a uh, klingon uh sword thing and it's legit that sword it is sword. yeah yeah it's like a design that's like they use that they fight with <laughs> good to know yeah hand-to-hand combat so i would yeah like whatever the cover of that porn is that karate porn that would be my sleeping bag okay <laughs> uh, a new segment too since you've been on it's called rent two movies got one free you mentioned you worked at blockbuster i did you obviously went to blockbuster they used to have sales like this right four for twenty yeah exactly but we're not going to do that many but okay let's say it's a rent two movies get one free thing okay you and I have gone into Blockbuster we've rented the girl next door what other movies are we renting for our slumber party then? jeez it's got to be there's got to be a horror movie it's a slumber party well, whatever um, you want it could be related to this it could be not but whatever you're in the mood for it doesn't have to be of the era some people have asked like should it like in the scenario is it 2004 no 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 it doesn't matter you could pick a movie that came out yesterday I don't care um so we're going to do a hard movie. Let's do The Ring, because I, I love The Ring. The Ring. With another beautiful blonde woman. Yes. Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. I do like The Ring. I haven't seen that in a while. Fucking Ring's great. Very, like, North, North Pacific Northwest setting. It's beautiful, yeah. And it's got great cinematography. Um, And then do you pick the other... you got to pick the other movie, No, right? but I host the show. You pick the other movie. Oh, jeez. Um... Maybe something inspired by a David Gray song. You're the romantic comedy guy, not me. I don't know. Jeez, I fucking... Fucking, uh... Jeez. <laughs> Star Trek Search for Spock, because it's a Klingon-based film to go with the... That, uh, that works, that works. To go Are you with, a Star Trek guy? I am. 
Because I never knew this about you till this. It's moment been right a now. couple. It's the past few years I've gotten deep into the Star Trek. Deep Space Nine. Deep. Deep Space Nine is, is probably my favorite Star Trek. Really? Show. Oh my God! This is like new information. <laughs> I, I never. I guess I never thought to ask. Yeah, yeah. I'm. A, uh, I guess. So I've, you've seen all of Deep Space Nine, like all of like every episode. You've yes. seen every episode of every Star Trek show. Yes. Wow. Even Voyager. Even the new Picard. Like. I watched the. I don't even want to get into new Star Trek. We don't have time. Okay, fine. It sucks. <laughs> it just has nothing to do with what Star Trek's about. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't. Honestly, this is news to me. Live on the podcast, I didn't know you were into Star Trek. Yeah, I am. I'm not dissing it. I no, mean, it's great. I'm sure you would like it. I don't think I wouldn't. I don't know. I just ne- can never... Is everything accessible? It's all on Netflix. Oh, re- every... Season? All the shows are. Really? Not the new stuff. Not Picard no, or anything. No, no. But yeah, uh, original series up until... Star Trek Enterprise, which was like the newest one. Wow. From the early 2000s, yeah. Good to know. Cause but if you've never seen it, I would start with Star Trek The Next Generation. It's the uh, Picard one. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. With Data. Like, Bar Burton, yes. Right? Yeah. yes. And Data, yeah. That's yeah. what I know of it. <laughs> Ensign Crusher. <laughs> yeah, again, learning new information about you. It's something, like, again, I didn't get into Star Trek because I just never watched it. I, yeah, I just needed something new to watch. And I know what got me into it? It was only a couple of years ago. Maybe the Orville. I watched some Orville episodes. I'm like, this. I like this idea. And people are like, if you like, if you like the idea of the Orville, you gotta watch Star Trek. And really? Watch Star Trek. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you said you knew that, like Klingon sword. It's or popular. Like anybody who watches Star Trek, okay. know that. Okay. Shit. I was like, whoa, that's. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that's like. A deep cut. Yes, that's yeah. <laughs> I keep my uh, uh, bat lift by my uh, bowl of gach. For all you Star Trek fans out there. I have no idea. What that is, <laughs> all right. Anything else you want to say, or where people can follow you? I know you're you're anti-social media. So uh, I'm not anti. I'm just too lazy, and I don't care. Uh, lemonparty.org is my website. So if you want to <laughs> lemonparty, want to go check very that out. Very high school. Very high school. Yes. But there was a lot of other tub girl. Tub girl. That's Chris Carroll's favorite. <laughs> Good to know. Wait, this, what was the one I'm thinking of? Lemon party. Lemon party's that girl. wonderful oh, men scene. Oh yeah, meets Ben Dan Kim. That's Dan Kim's favorite. <laughs> all Kyle the, could never choose. <laughs> all the all the internet in its glory. Yeah. No, Kyle was Tub Girl. Kyle was Tub Girl? Yeah. yeah gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Wes, so much for being on. Uh, be on thank you. Give another movie that you want. Sure, I apologize on. if I was if this boring and I sucked at it. No, it, it was good. We learned about your Star Trek love. We, we got to rediscover a film that really, again... I've heard from someone today... And just from seeing like the response to this, this is clearly becoming a cult classic, and now I see why. Yeah, I'm happy to hear. All right, Wes, thanks so much. Thank you. It was real great having Wes on. Again, surprising film to me. Um, happy he brought a lot of enthusiasm to it, and I mean, just wow. I don't think we talked about Alicia Cuthbert enough. Like she is this film. This made her like an it girl for a little bit. For those of you who saw it, now it didn't do that well, so I guess it didn't have that much impact. But I'm glad it's uh, gaining a little bit of a cult following now. That's for sure. But hey, maybe you disagree with us. I'll ask you the question: Was the juice worth the squeeze when it comes to the girl next door? If it was, or it wasn't. Let me know on social media, whether that be Facebook, whether that be Twitter, and whether that be Instagram. Or you could email me at highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com. That's highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com. I promise I'll get back to you either way. And, you know, class participation is a big part of your grade. So let's talk about your homework for next week. The film you'll have to watch is Red Dawn. And I know your first question. 
which version of Red Dawn? Well, the 80s version of Red Dawn, the original version of Red Dawn. We're not done to do the remake on this podcast, at least I don't think. Depends on how many years I decide to do this, but I wanted to obviously cover the original first. What's going on here, my friend? This is the emergency broadcast system. We are under attack by conventional forces of the Russian army. It is believed the lead waves were disguised as commercial charter flights. Communications have broken down other parts of the country. Large areas of the Midwest may have been overrun. know who all of you are, they're looking for you. You're 40 miles behind enemy lines. I just want to go home. They took a lot of people away. Where's my damn striker? I want to love somebody, Andy. I'm going to die before it happens. George! They're going to kill us! So why should we be different? Because we live here! Not bad for a bunch of kids, huh? Mama'd be real proud. So just to clarify once again, this is the 1984 version of Red Dawn. See it, watch it, it's your homework, and I'm really excited for it, mainly because my guest is really excited for it. I know it's one of his favorite films, I know he's been wanting to come on this podcast and talk to me about it. I can't wait, I haven't seen it in a while. I think it's on Netflix, guys, so your homework isn't that hard this week. Oh, and of course, our guest is my friend, Dan Ferrara. Can't wait. And again, you can check us out. Anywhere you get your podcasts, or on cageclub.me, and that's every Friday. Can't wait to talk about Red Dawn, and thank you so much for stopping by for The Girl Next Door. Let's see. I'll leave you with... You know, so many good songs to choose from this soundtrack, so let me just go through the list. How about Baba O'Reilly? Some people call it Teenage Wasteland. Some people call it some other things. It's one of those songs that's like, why is it named that? I don't know. I'm not a big Who fan. doesn't mean I hate them. I just don't know like the nitty-gritty of why everything's named what it is. You get the point. I'm rambling. <sighs> it's time for bed. It's time to crawl into our sleeping bag. Later, dudes. <laughs>
still here? It's over. Go home. Go.